It's also really easy to try to be relevant on all of these social platforms and to do a disservice to each of them as you try to do all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to business, LinkedIn is uh, has got to be your focus. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today because this podcast is dedicated to you as a small business owner, uh, marketer, to who somebody who wants to give back, back to their audience, to give value, to make sure that they are providing that uh, that really that value up front rather than just going in and asking for a sale. And so we always try to have just anybody who can bring value to to you as an audience. And we have a special guest today, Miss Beth Stevens. How are you? Hey, Brian. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for having us. If you guys are watching us on video, we're actually in the soapbox influence space right here, and we've taken over their whole uh, kitchen <laughs> area, couch area. Yeah, <laughs> we came in like a hurricane, and it's been awesome. Um, we appreciate you guys having us yeah. today. We're so excited to be here. Um, and then to my left, as always, my lovely co-host, Miss Lauren Lewis. How are hey, you? I'm doing good. So. Your headphones would have worked perfectly in this space, Lauren. It really would have. Some awesome gold headphones. <laughs> oh, I like it. And I have to mention them every single time on the podcast uh, because she shows us up. If we're doing like a, a remote interview, yeah, she's always rocking her. Awesome I mean, headphones, so. and I this is it. this would fit perfect in this. It this really would. It beautiful is a beautiful space. Thank location. you. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we're going to be diving into really uh, soapbox influence, what they mm-hmm. do, and kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and Miss Beth is going to kind of dive into some of that for us, and we appreciate it again for her jumping on today but let's go ahead and kick it off lauren yeah what have we got so we always start our episodes with what are you obsessed with this week so beth <laughs> what is something yes. you're obsessed with wow well it's nine in the morning but i'm gonna stay very true to my brand and talk about wine um, okay. there you go. <laughs> yes. so um and this is such a cheesy thing but we as you know uh, brian you joined us recently for megaphone summit mm-hmm. And one of our sponsors was Walmart's winemaker selection, which I think too few people know about. It's this really cool line of wines, all under $15, all 88 points or higher if you're a wine nerd. Um, And they're all available at Walmart, which I sound like a total commercial right now. And this is (laughs) hashtag not sponsored, but um, they're just such a cool lineup. And I Mm. love, it's really refreshing that... These delicious kind of higher end wines are so widely available. I just yeah. think that's really cool. So I'm cruising my way through all 21 of them, nice. not at once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty cool. So I know Sam's Club does mm-hmm. their selection as well. Yeah. Is that kind of in the mix? With yeah, Walmart? very similar. The ones that Walmart has done all have this neat little um, icon. So you can mm-hmm. kind of see that they're part of the collection. They're all different uh, wineries from like Bulgaria and Argentina to France and Italy. Wow. And they're just really, really good. And so I think for people who are less comfortable with wine and are trying to kind of understand the landscape, it's mm-hmm. kind of a cool way to almost taste tour your way through some really yeah. good wines. So. And probably at a, at a fair price, too. Very fair price. Yeah, exactly. Walmart's. Um, Kind of their jam, yes. (laughs) I'm sounding like such a Walmart Kool-Aid or wine drinker in this case, but I guess that's part of our business. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Am I I next? Yeah, go for it. Well, 
I'll ha- I have to kind of name drop a little bit, but I got to work with Michael Hyatt this past week. I mean, and it stop. Was so and I come after that. He <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been on the podcast yet, but we're coming after you, Michael. Uh, but working with him and his team, uh, we got to uh, live stream his conference that he did, which was uh, the Focus Leader. And if you haven't, if you don't know about Michael Hyatt, you should definitely oh check him out. But yes. um, I was able just sitting in that conference, so I got my focus planner. Ooh. And Lauren's very excited about this because my to do list seems to get longer and longer <laughs> yeah. and never gets shorter. So, um, but I'm very excited to to kind of dive into um, this focus planner and what basically everything I learned mm-hmm. this past week. So it's pretty pretty awesome. So I'm I'm very obsessed with that right now. There you go. And so, like I said, Lauren's going to be extra happy. I am. I'm so. going to be very excited. <laughs> I'm very envious. I've seen the Focus Planner oh, really? and have yeah, given it yeah. a hard look. So I can't wait to hear what you think. I'm 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 excited about it. And they, the whole course that they put together was just phenomenal. And they it was a one day intensive, and mm-hmm. it was a phenomenal conference. So I bet it's exciting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are like so sophisticated in mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I work a lot at night, and so sometimes I have something in the background, and so they're generally Netflix shows that I've seen before that are old that mm-hmm. I can kind of binge and everything. And so I felt like I went back to high school, and I'm watching <laughs> Gilmore Girls again, and watching that now as a married woman and a mom has changed that show completely. Siding <laughs> <laughs> with Rory before, and now you're siding. I've more. never really liked Rory that much. I'll be really honest with Ooh, you. Fighting words. <laughs> I am impressed. I mean, come on. I, but your wife just started watching well, them did. too. <laughs> so, anyways, it's been really interesting to watch those again um, from just a different lens and perspective. Yeah. But it's been really fun. It's it's a really good show. It was yeah. made well, it is. Um, yeah. so it's fun to go back and and do that again. I've been watching it with my teenager. Yeah. um, And I could not agree more. It's just a totally different lens. And it's it's very interesting. (laughs) But still timely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I've always wondered, I mean, that whole town, how it operates, but I've always wondered how she could afford to run that hotel. And I haven't seen all of them, so I'm not sure. Run the hotel? Yeah. The B&B. The B&B. See? Okay. And that's what we're and we're Katie done. Gilmore I always was wondering how she afforded her home. Maybe yes. that's what I was thinking. Not yeah. really how she afforded her job. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. so funny. Yeah, more just like this historic home. I was like, dang, that's yeah, impressive for a single mom. <laughs> true. True. Exactly. True. That's awesome. Well, let's go ahead and kind of dive into. Um, really, I'd love to hear the story of Soapbox and kind of what you guys, where you came from, because yeah. just us kind of learning about you guys after this. So we attended the Megaphone Conference. Let's give mm-hmm. a little, little backstory. So Lauren and I attended the Megaphone Conference. It was phenomenal. Thanks. Great, Excellent. great conference. Great speakers. Um, some people I've followed for a long mm-hmm. time um, were able to come into and actually give give some phenomenal talks. Um, but that was kind of how we got introduced mm-hmm. to you guys. Yeah. And um, so we have kind of learned the story a little bit, but if you could kind of give a brief overview of what you guys yeah. do here and then some of your history. Of course. You're inviting me to get on my soapbox. This yeah. is my yes. moment. Okay, Absolutely. I'm excited. So Soapbox is a, a spinoff of a larger company that's based here in Bentonville, Kendall King. Uh, and they've been around for about 30 years doing work in the, the physical in-store space. Um, so I made the Walmart reference a while ago um, and really 
really our parent company cut its teeth on doing business with Walmart. In fact, back in the day, they produced Walmart's annual report, which is kind of neat. Good way to get going as a small business. So uh, along the way, I joined the Kendall King team and we started um, really pulling in my personal passion for blogging and social media and influencers. And I was kind of shouting from the rooftops, we need a digital element to these in-store solutions and these brilliant designs and so on. Um, So Soapbox really started as a product of that company, uh, grew into a division. And then, you know, we kind of always joke that one day we said, we think we've got a standalone company on our hands here. So uh, so we now operate a separate team. Uh, Soapbox is, you know, two blocks down the street from our parents' place. (laughs) And uh, it's been really neat because we've been able to grow our team with you've met some of our team, really smart individuals. Uh, who really deeply understand the influencer marketing space. And then the other side of our business is actually shopper intelligence and shopper insights. So, and I'm sure we'll dig into some of that a little bit more, but it's been a a cool evolution of an idea. Absolutely. That's really, really cool. And that's, it's interesting how you guys have grown this in such a short amount of time too. And um, we had, Again, to go back to the conference, I mean, just your team, it seemed, I mean, super professional. You guys ran that thing so well. Um, And now, was this the first or second year? It's ninth, actually. Well, so, uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) The uh, first or second year that you guys have been on your own? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Um, So, really, the impetus for our community of influencers was a partnership with a dear friend, Stephanie Buckley. Uh, And we collaborated through the years to build the conference. And she had really developed this incredible community of influencers across primarily the South, but really all 50 states. And so the conference is something that we were involved in all along. um, But we really kind of brought it back in house as, again, a product of Soapbox. So this is the first year that we did it on our own. Um, And I say that um, on our own is an understatement because it was our full team, Stephanie, who's now a team member and so many other individuals. So I love you hear, uh, love hearing you say that it came off without a hitch because in our mind there was a lot going on behind the scenes. So it's that whole duck paddling oh, kind yeah. of thing. We didn't see any of it. We didn't Good. see the legs of it. So that's, that's awesome. Well, I will say, I mean, just in general too, I mean, the like I said, for the caliber of, of speaker that came in was, was great. Um, so, and just even the focus on community in general that you guys have, I've noticed that with the Facebook group yeah. and and even just that community that you guys are building and, and really kind of goes back to what our kind of our core values of that educational piece too and giving back and so i talk a little bit about you guys with the community aspect of what you guys have with your sure agencies. yeah i think uh, that's an interesting component for sure because uh, you don't get to work in the space that we're in i think without really investing in the people who make it possible. And we do have a great team here, um, just under 20 at Soapbox, but really we are a network of nearly 5,000 individuals across the U.S. And what I've always found really interesting about this space is that you've got all of these brilliant content creators, um, you know, whether they're videographers, small business owners, entrepreneurs, bloggers, you know, podcasters, and a lot of them are, are doing this from their living rooms yeah. and they don't have access to the very large companies and brands that, you know, congregate here in Bentonville. So we have always seen ourselves.
ourselves as kind of a um, matchmaker of sorts to take that talent and then take the needs of those the clients that we serve and kind of bring them together. So community is at the core of what we do. We The conference itself is really our investment back into those individuals and strengthening their skills. And so we spend a lot of time throughout the year really thinking about our Facebook group and answering questions and, you know, just making sure that um, the individuals we work with have all the resources they need to do the caliber of work that our clients have come to expect. So love that you called that out. Yeah. Well, and and this kind of goes into my next question, but um, what makes you guys unique? Because I I feel like that is part of it Mm -hmm. um, compared to other influence um, platforms. Thank you. Um, You know, I think this is probably a funny thing to call out, but one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is those same content creators I just mentioned. Um, We pay them well and we pay them fast. We Mm -hmm. really um, hang our hats on that. And uh, if we ever hear that we've slipped up on that, we, you know, we're, we're really upset about it because we think that's really true to who we are um, and it's essential for us to be able to operate. So uh, we take good care of them. I think we bring them good quality work. We equip them very well, mm-hmm. meaning we simply give them clear direction. That sounds so simple. Um, but you'd be amazed the number of influencers yeah. who want to support brands, but they're not clear on the objectives or what the client actually wants. So we make sure that's very, very clear. Um, and then again, I think it comes back to when people meet us, they usually say, you guys are really just like you appear on your website, which yeah. is a huge compliment. Oh, We're yeah. super enthusiastic and um, we're very genuine. Um, and I think that. Uh, our, our influencer community sees that and they see that we really want to support them and help them uh, to be successful. And in turn, they deliver incredible content, which yeah. I think helps us stand out as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, a, a big piece of that too is it, those clear objections. I want to kind of touch mm-hmm. on that real quick because mm-hmm. um, especially in campaigns that you're running and, mm-hmm. and different things on both sides, I'm sure that if there's not clear expectations for that, frustration can be found absolutely with the influencer and with the client. And so um, that's awesome that you guys are mm-hmm. very, very direct with that. Make yeah. sure that everything is clear. But then also, I mean, who doesn't like to get paid quickly? <laughs> right, right. That's All awesome. of us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I can, I can relate with that. Yes, exactly. That so, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Well, Beth, let's let's kind of dive into you as as a okay. person, as somebody, uh, your career. But kind of what what makes you tick? What makes you get up in the morning? What what is it that drives you? Um, as oh, that's an interesting so question. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if I think about what made me get up this morning, right? It's I'm. This sounds probably kind of silly, but I'm an extremely passionate person, very enthusiastic. I think that's evident. Yeah, if, you know, that. I'm waving my hands around <laughs> all the time. And so um, what we're building here to me is just it's like solving a giant puzzle. Um, I think that we were very fortunate to identify some white space, um, which is critical for a yeah. business owner of any size to, you know, tap into a niche and to see an unmet need. Um, and I think that um, the way that we come uniquely to the table with our product offerings um, is really essential. And that, um, you know, you have to be so careful. I, I'm, I never say that I'm a workaholic, but I love the work and I think about the work a lot. And uh, there's a huge difference there if you pay any attention, as you probably do, to Ariana Huffington. Uh, with Thrive and Mm -hmm. and all of the things that she talks about around sleep and self-care and so forth. You know, I try to really balance that line between not working myself to death, but also indulging the fact that I really love this business and I'm constantly thinking about what else we can be doing, how we can do it smarter. 
um, and how we can grow in a way that is strategic and also of service to our clients. So yeah. um, at risk of sounding like a giant geek, it's the business makes me tick. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, I will say for somebody who whose hobbies are building <laughs> businesses and finding mm-hmm. any other side project passion to get into yeah. that I can't I think I have another five different podcasts in there that I want to launch at some point so, in a pod. yeah exactly so um it is that is difficult because you want to obviously devote time to family yeah. right yes. and and that's that's hard because if it and even having your own hobbies outside yeah. of that um but yeah you talked a little bit about that but how do you balance that because it seems like yeah. you do just social media wise seems like you take trips and you, yeah. you're involved in your family's life yeah. were you recently in Europe yeah that, okay <laughs> Yeah. How do you balance that with the work life? Yeah, well, the, the whole work life balance. How do yeah. you do that? Well, I would say first and foremost, um, our team is really mm-hmm. incredible. We have fantastic people at Soapbox. Um, you met Skylar Pinnell, our senior brand manager, who is just the guardian of our brand. Um, she ensures that you know all of the ideas that she and I and everyone else have. Uh, come to fruition. Uh, Jacoby Chrysler is our senior director of operations. She's the Lauren of this joint. (laughs) And um, really, uh, she is the one who makes sure that we can actually execute the promises that we make to our clients. So just having that top-notch team is really, you know, essential. Um, And then beyond that, um, you know, just walking away, as strange as that sounds, um, I never get it all done. Uh, I, I really wish I were that person, but I'm relating to everything you say. And um, early in my career, I really thought, you know, you just you had to burn the midnight oil and you had to, you know, just work until midnight, literally, yeah. and be back at it. And I'm not at my best or healthiest. Yeah. I'm not bringing the ideas and the connections and um, opportunities to our team if I don't take care of myself. So you mentioned uh, the planner that you're diving into. Yeah, yeah. And I've been doing the morning sidekick journal. That I should have mentioned oh, okay. that is what I'm currently obsessed <laughs> with. Um, it's riveting. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of sets out a course for your day. And it's five, 10 minutes in the morning. Yeah. And I found that it has me um, just more focused and able to look at what are those MITs, those most important tasks for the day versus all the ones that I'm tempted by because yeah. they're maybe more fun or appealing to tackle? So long answer and convoluted yeah. answer there, no, but right. there's no simple answer to that question. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. And that's I, I think even going back with the planner, I mean, that's one of those that um, having we talked big rocks basically to help move your business forward. It's easy to get into, Mm -hmm. you know, you get, you guys are in the social media space, the blogging space. And so it's easy to get into that stuff because that's a fun for me. So it's like, well, I I need to be on Instagram and I need to be involved in the community. And it's like, you never really move your business forward if you're always going back to those fun things because they're easy, but knocking out, you know, three, three big things that, that will help you move your business forward. Right. And then obviously doing a link down for the smaller things. So see, I learned more. <laughs> I, I think the power to say no is a hard lesson to yeah. learn, especially yeah. when you're in the field that you're passionate about. And there's so yes. many things around um, learning what's healthy to say no to maybe just today or maybe the month or even the year can right. be really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is essential to have that, you know, imaginary thing sometimes of work-life balance yeah. <laughs> uh, that we Or do you even for. be aware of it? Right. You know, just kind of, and I think that's where the morning practice has helped mm-hmm. me to just be 
cognizant of what am I working for? Well, it's these people inside the house who are still sleeping, right? (laughs) So yeah, great call out. Um, Lauren, do you want to kind of go into some of more of the business and social media side of what, uh, so boxes. I sure. Some, some good questions. Well, so. I mean, I think for some of our listeners that are young businesses, mm-hmm. um, they see that the importance for social media, but that's such a broad category it and is. how to do that well. So in your expertise, what would you, what advice would you give for young businesses on how they should represent their business? I think it's a little bit of a, um, a process uh, because you're so tempted when you're forming a business to, and as you should, you know, run out and grab all of these handles, right? Um, and, and that's fine. You should do that, certainly, and be on brand. But it's also really easy to try to be relevant on all of these social platforms and to do a disservice to each of them as you try to do all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to business, LinkedIn is has got to be your focus. Yeah. You know, we had a, a recent yeah. conversation mm-hmm. about this uh, in a coffee shop, but I mean, that's where your business leads are going to come from. And and then I would say Instagram, obviously, in terms of popularity right now is essential. Um, but don't spread yourself thin trying to be all things to all people on all platforms. Um, and then, you know, get amazing help, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Whether that's um, getting others to contribute content uh, so that it's not all on you, getting a keeper, a guardian of the brand who yeah. can help directionally. Um, and those are tough things as a small business, but I think you can also be somewhat strategic mm-hmm. and do those things you know, intelligently or cost-effectively. Um, but you made a point just now about um, you know, doing those things that are most important to the business or most important to you. And we see, as every business does, a direct correlation when we spend time reaching out to current and potential customers. And when we let off that pedal, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we see uh, immediate results in our business. So circling back to LinkedIn, I mean, being proactive, being intelligent, being real and authentic and reaching out to people and staying tuned in. I just think that's the absolute best place that you can spend your time. I try to force myself to go in almost daily and spend time on LinkedIn. No, I think that's, I think that's fantastic, especially the days can get away from us so quickly. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you look back and like, what did I actually do today? Right. Right, Exactly. But if you're being intentional about, you know, replying to every comment, providing value or making sure that you're involved in that community. And a lot of people will talk about that, especially with Facebook groups and they, Mm -hmm. they try to start pitching their products or selling and out of these Facebook groups, right. it's like if you would just devote you know five minutes, ten minutes a day to answering three or four questions that are constantly in that group, all right. of a sudden you start to become a thought leader in those exactly. spaces, and especially in the LinkedIn space. Um, a lot of times that will help you get the clients that you want and probably right. the clients that you need and want mm-hmm. to work with yes. um, rather than just constantly saying, hey, I sell this, I sell this, I sell right. this, buy it today, um, but providing that value. So totally I'm so glad agree. you said that. Yeah. Right <laughs> that was not did. prompted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one of the newer members of our team, um, Mariah Rogers, who just uh, just joined us a few weeks ago, uh, has been paying a lot of attention to Gary Vaynerchuk. And she mm-hmm. was talking about, and I haven't read it directly. This is secondhand, but she was talking about his philosophy of jab, 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 mm-hmm. right hook yeah. with the idea that it's, you know, help, 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 assist, 
and then may I assist you with your yeah. business. And yeah. I, I love that. That's so true. The more that you're yeah. um, going in and engaging and, you know, just being relevant and staying mm-hmm. tuned in, um, it, it pays off. It's the whole golden oh, yeah. rule, especially on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, LinkedIn Live is coming yeah. in hard. So yes. that's one of those things that we we're very excited. I'm yes. very excited. About <laughs> I can't so. wait for you to lead us on that. I'm, yes, I'm interested I'm, in your direction. It's, it's going to be fun. And I think, I mean, I even as, speaking of Gary Vaynerchuk, he talks about LinkedIn right now being kind of the wild west, how Facebook was back yes. in 2011. Yes. And so that excites me because organic yes. traffic is there. I mean, that's something that's going to be right. obviously a big deal. So anyway. We and it's we the granddaddy of yeah. social media networks yeah. in terms of uh, longevity. And so, you know, they've got some things figured out and we it's easy to neglect. I think so many people think of LinkedIn as just a place of your job hunting. Yeah, and right. I would say that, you know, so many of our business opportunities and even our staff members have come to us yeah. from being really active on LinkedIn. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. So speaking of giving value, one of the big ways that you mentioned earlier, and we talked a little bit about this, was your Megaphone Summit. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about a little bit more about Megaphone Summit sure. and what that is. Yeah, I love to talk about Megaphone Summit, <laughs> so thanks for giving me a microphone. Um, it really is, um, we, we started in the early days um, when Stephanie and I and others were um, talking about this conference, it was, we used three words, gather, grow, connect, and that was sort of our, I guess, kind of mission statement, okay. loosely speaking, for that event. Um, so it was the idea of gathering these people together and giving them an opportunity to make eye contact. Yeah. Um, we joked in the very first year about, you know, step out from behind your screens and, you know, interact with real people because yeah. these are social media lovers and bloggers. And then grow being the idea of um, just, you know, growing your skill set. And yeah. um, we're going to bring in thought leaders or speakers um, this year in particular I reached out to people I wanted to hear from or people I admired and a whole bunch of them said yes, right? You can relate on the podcast. Um, And then just connect. Um, We do jam pack the agenda, but we also try to leave a lot of time for meaningful connection because we know the real work happens when these individuals get to know one another, not just when they hear from us and from the speakers. So um, as much as that was, you know, just a trifecta of words we used in the early days, I think it still holds true. And it's in the back of our minds as we build that event and, and try to make sure it delivers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I loved the the culture there was so open and inviting and everything. I've gone to conferences and it's a little bit more rigid. It's very professional, which yes. I mean, it was not that megaphone was not yeah, professional, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, there was a lot more of a culture of we're in this together. And I, I liked that. that aspect. Um, specifically when I was in social media management, just on my own for a previous company, um, it can be very lonely and the information yes. is changing almost every yes. day. And so it's great to uh, meet others that are in that same space um, and to get some information almost directly from the source was phenomenal. I love hearing that. That's really refreshing because um, I feel like we shout that from the rooftops, that it's warm, it's it's warm, it's welcoming. But (laughs) I mean, a little bit of that is making sure that we're setting that precedent Mm -hmm. and that culture that this is not a a club or a click environment. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice to hear that that comes through and that we're checking that box. (laughs) 
Um, so one of the things I've noticed um, within your social media, your website, at Megaphone, um, is that there are a lot of women involved in your company. <laughs> did you notice that? I did. I happened to notice that. Um, so how has uh, Soapbox Influence um, empowered women specifically? Yeah, I think it's an interesting question because that's been – somewhat organic. I mean, it's not been, I'd love to say it was intentional, but it's not. Um, But maybe it is, you know, kind of covertly, because um, I think that naturally in the space that we're in, retail and social media, those are very female centric, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, the shopper is primarily a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, In in the retail industry, we refer to her all the time. Um, And then similarly in social media, while there are a lot more men who are podcasting and becoming active on social channels, you know, it, it, unfortunately in the beginning it was mommy bloggers, right? It was, it was this kind of um, preconceived niche. And so I think some of it has happened naturally because Mm -hmm. of that space that we're in. Um, But I also think that we have been intentional about cultivating women. Um, I think as we've hired members of our team um, and as we've elevated members of our team, we sometimes talk internally about, elevating someone before they're ready to give them a shot and allow them to stretch themselves. Um, because we, we all need those. I've had those shots, uh, you know, in my career where Mm -hmm. someone gave me a chance before I was ready multiple times, constantly (laughs) still today. Um, and so I think that's probably more of our Mm -hmm. DNA and our culture, um, is to hopefully bring people in, give them opportunities, um, one of the things we say around here a lot is you, there's nothing you can break. We mm-hmm. want people to feel empowered and to have That's a sense uh, that they should go and do and that we, myself, individually and the company overall will have their back um, so that they're not fearful of making decisions. Sure. Um, so I think that's, you know, that has resulted in a lot of empowerment of women, but mm-hmm. I think hopefully it's resulted in just a lot of empowerment in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. that we're not going to sweat the details and follow you around micromanaging. We, <laughs> we hired you, we trust you to do the job and to make decisions and, and we'll be here to support you. That's Absolutely. awesome. I think especially within a creative space, it's so important to one know that, they have your back, but also mm-hmm. to have, like you said earlier, those clear expectations yes. and boundaries so they know I can shoot for the stars sure. within this particular yes. lane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here are the guardrails. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's super important because yeah. I think that's where creatives thrive. I agree. Um, without boundaries, they have no place to know where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't know that you'll have their back, right. then it's, it's hard to take risks. That's incredibly empowering. Um, it's a little bit, I always have this visual of, you know, bowling with bumpers. Yeah. Um, throw, you know, throw, I don't think that's a technical bowling <laughs> term, but roll that ball um, with, you know, a lot of energy and your own direction. And there are some guardrails here to keep it from going in the gutter. And um, I agree with you. I, I think back about, you know, my career and the places I've had the opportunity to work and the things I really loved and the things I didn't love. And I think all and to the environment that we have here. Um, I remember being a young mom and not having the flexibility I needed mm-hmm. to take care of my kids or be mm-hmm. at school functions. And, you know, I was never abused, but I also didn't feel like I had the ability to go to those right. things. Um, and I think our team, they know 
uh, week one that um, we want them to do those things there. We trust them to not abuse the flexibility sure. that we give yeah. them. We trust them to get the job done. And you're, I mean, again, within that, there's a lot of empowerment. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. And that's, I mean, uh, to go back to just even, you know, you're, you focus on obviously on the female empowerment and stuff. And we saw that at the conference mm-hmm. because I think I was one of three men. <laughs> Sorry about that. that. We're yeah, trying. We've, we've grown by 50% every year. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic numbers. Yeah. That sounds really good. Actually. I know, That's right? A- Next year you'll have your own table. I know. I, I didn't, I didn't, I think I met all of the guys. Yeah, there, right? so, um, but no, it, but it really, I didn't feel like I was yeah. out of place. I mean, right. it didn't, it was one of those that I think it just, and I'll, I'll be an advocate for the yeah, male thank side. You. For the, for Tell them we're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I think it's great. And I think it's really awesome what you guys mm-hmm. are doing. And especially moving into that area of being able as an employee to take risks, to be able to yeah. test and, and have these different experiments, right? And be right. able to see whether or not these things are going to work. And I don't have yeah. that fear of right. somebody yelling at me or right. whatever. Right. But also as a as a creative myself, having mm-hmm. those guardrails of like, okay, we're heading on this road, yes. even though I can kind of bump back and forth, you yeah. know, um, I think that's super important uh, yes. for employees and a, as an employer um, to, uh, to make just that company culture right. just thrive. Right. So that's fantastic. It's human nature. I mean, I think as a parent as well, um, you know, we say a lot of times we're kind of strict parents, um, but we're giving our kids guardrails mm-hmm. and parameters. Mm-hmm. They know where those boundaries are. And they have a lot of autonomy within them. And um, that's kind of how I was raised as well. And I'm always amazed at the things um, in parenting that are, are true in the workspace as well. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so just to kind of wrap up a little bit, what what is uh, next for Soapbox and, mm. and next for you as well? <laughs> yeah, great question. Um, so it's it's been interesting, right, to watch some of the things that have come out of Megaphone Summit. Um, my, my background, a little bit of my background very early on was in the tourism space. Huh. Uh, and we, we are, you know, this is probably good for business owners of every size. We don't believe that we are a fit at Soapbox for every single business out there yeah. and that we should conquer the world and that we are here to serve everyone. Um, we're very retail centric. We're very consumer packaged goods centric. Mm-hmm. But I do believe there's a space for us in the tourism industry. Um, there's a lot of correlation between how you market a brand on the shelf and how you market a destination. Um, so I'm going down next month to speak to at Texas Travel Idea Fest, which right. is a really neat yeah. uh, influencer conference for travel influencers. Yeah. So that's a space that we've played with a little bit and we're still looking at and, and seeing if it's a fit. We think it is. Um, so that's probably one of the things that's next for us. Um, additionally, for Soapbox, we have really doubled down on our shopper insights and shopper intelligence because all those influencers we talk about, they're, I mean, at the end of the day, they're moms and everyday people and, you know, lifestyle and fitness enthusiasts. So they make a great panel mm-hmm. um, and a great opportunity for us to give information to the clients we serve. So doing a lot of cool things there. Yeah. Um, and as for me, I'm just trying to figure out how I can get to Europe again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good goal to have. That's, that's right. good. That's good. That's awesome. Well, um, thank you so much again. Yeah. I mean, where can people find you guys if they want to get yeah. plugged into the community or even work with uh, Absolutely. Soapbox? So soapboxinfluence.com is our site. 
Um, and all of our email addresses are first name at soapboxinfluence.com. So nice. uh, yeah. we love hearing from people and we love, um, we love meeting people who can kind of plug into the community. And then I've been amazed at the number of clients and opportunities who've come our way just because someone said, I think I can kind of relate to you guys and yeah. what you're doing. So thanks for that. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Really no, fun conversation. Great. You guys are great hosts. I mean, beautiful location. Too. <laughs> Thank we you. might do a little B-roll here, Lane. Yeah. Sure <laughs> do it. Um, absolutely. So, um, well, awesome. Well, yeah. thanks so much. And make sure that you guys check out GoRogueX.com for all the show notes. We make sure to include all of that there. So if you didn't get a chance to take any notes, don't worry. Just <laughs> on it for you you don't want me writing any copy so uh, but thank you guys again and uh, we'll see you next week Are we ready for some rapid fire? I am. Are you ready? Though? I don't think so. <laughs> little, little worried no. about where this could go. Didn't agree to this. Okay, so our first one. Okay, assuming technology has clearly advanced, would you choose to live within the ocean or on the moon? Oh, oh wow. I think I'd have to go with on the moon. Okay. Uh, I'm a little claustrophobic. Okay. So that sounds like I'd be very contained underwater. Yeah. <laughs> Plus a whole new landscape, right? Oh, yeah. The moon. Is well, I mean, yeah, you're obsessed with space. I am very much so. Are I'm you really? Our branding stuff, yeah. Okay, yes. I guess so. you do yeah. now that I think about it. We need to talk yeah. about this offline. I've got a, a budding astronomer uh, oh, in really? my house. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we've talked, I, and we've actually discussed discussed this a couple yep. times but we're gonna try to figure out a way to send a kid to space camp somehow oh or be my involved gosh in that yes somehow. Because I didn't get to go to space camp as yes. a kid. There's like selfishly, I Living want to that be out. like oh a, a yes. chaperone yes. to like take them to I know a something. kid you can send. Yeah. <laughs> We've already got it all, all worked solved. out. Yeah, <laughs> she's actually wanting a space and astronomy themed birthday party right now. So uh, I'm kind of figuring that out. So awesome. I may need your help. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean. Do I, do I'd be in the space? ocean. Yeah. 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 I think it'd be cool. Not super deep, like where yeah. it's dark and yes. scary things live. Yes. But like, you know, it'd be nice. All the fish yeah. and the coral, like somewhere in the area did where you, I'm not damaging the coral, but you know. Did you like Aquaman? Was that a No. More you? importantly, no. did you like the little mermaid? Yeah. Like, <laughs> ignore him. <laughs> I know your cave with the forks. Right. And, uh, yeah. The funny thing is, is I've seen Aquaman once and I've seen Little Mermaid about four times this <laughs> week. Just this week. Yeah. So um, I have a little girl that is all about all about <laughs> yeah. the little mermaid. So yeah, that would have been a good one. That would have yeah. Jane would love it. That's she would. Funny. Oh yeah. She's all about it. All, about it. <laughs> all right. Our second one is a little bit easier or okay. maybe not. I don't know for you. Uh, <laughs> what book are you reading now? Oh, that's oh, a great goodness. question. I, I actually have to go with what I just finished okay. because I haven't started my next book it yet. Um, City of Girls uh, okay. by Elizabeth Gilbert is what I just finished. And she's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. Um, but just a completely phenomenal writer. Um, really, really neat book. I don't think I can say anything else without being kind of a spoiler myself. Right. Now, is it a fiction book? It is. Okay. Yes. And it's set in New York. And uh, it's just a really fantastic writer. Okay. And I'll leave it at that and say, go read it. Awesome. <laughs> read it. Yes. So um, I am currently in the middle of Herding Tigers. Mm. And I can't remember that. who 
who it's by. <laughs> yes. So that makes me fail on that aspect. I know. I know um, but it is a book about leading creatives, um, mm-hmm. and it's an awesome book. And it has had it has like practical action steps and reflections mm. that you can take at the end of the chapters to really think about your systems and goals. And like as that. an account manager, um, leading creatives, uh, yes. <laughs> it has been a really good book to sit down and think about how I communicate yeah. and um, also just the goals I set in my position yeah. as well. Um, so I have loved the book and I think it's super practical for this mm-hmm. particular field mm-hmm. that Brian and I have. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. I've got to put it on my list because it's, um, I, I just love anything that's actionable. So, right. Yeah. No, I think good. it's really good. So. Yeah. Well, it's working on me because I'm, Is yeah. Tiger herded. Um, so I'm reading a great book, but it's probably boring. Is it about like Chernobyl or something? Well, no, it's, it's The Dip by Seth Godin. So I mean, oh, that's yeah. one of his older ones. Yeah. But it's, uh, I've been, I say that, it, I hit it in the car about every week. I get about 30 minutes in yep. or so. so okay. it's not, yeah. Is it an audiobook? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on, I drive a lot. So it is one I was of just going to ask audiobooks. how you guys yeah. consume Kindle or audiobook. Are you, or you're more I'm paperback, old school. aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I like that. But yeah, I've been getting up at like five in the morning and I try to have like That's set awesome. my day and yep. uh, read and that kind of thing. So I admire you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like well, she seems to be doing it naturally. I'm doing it under duress. So <laughs> like <laughs> forcing yourself. Yes, it is. I, I will say, so speaking of the Michael Hyatt conference, like yeah. that was one of those things of like making yourself be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and sitting down to read a book makes me just makes my skin because <laughs> I'm just going so yeah. much, but yeah. I know that I need that. So sure. Yeah. I'm going to put that in my planner. Yes. Do, right. Right. So. I've well, been trying to reform the habit okay. because I fell out of physical reading and I saw my attention span getting shorter and shorter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love audiobooks for things like your reading when yeah. they're more self-improvement or business oriented, but I'm now trying to make myself read fiction and get back into being a reader essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, that was good, Lauren. Yeah. I Those were good. That. They weren't too yeah. scary. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Predict the future of social media. I was like, oh my. No, no. Not like that. What's your forecast for yeah. that? That's good. That's good. All right. That's good. Thanks. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. <laughs>